right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Mighty Fine Adventures. Yeah. <laughs> I love your enthusiasm and energy. That's what I'm always bringing. <laughs> We're Nothing t- but energy, enthusiasm, excitement, jubilation. The whole package. That's hard to keep up with. Like kosher hot dogs, the entire package. Okay, that, that could be the next uh, Hebrew Nationals. Yeah, that's, uh, that's probably their commercial they're going to have. Just our clipping of the show. The Hebrew Nationals. Probably. It's the entire package. Anything can happen. Where do things have? So today we are talking about Boston. What state is that in? Massachusetts. <laughs> I can't pronounce Massachusetts. Massachusetts. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised you actually tried. Uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Yes, Boston, Mass, for short. Yeah, yep. Home of my uh, my fallback schools, MIT and Harvard. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that is, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can't say anything to that, can you? There's nothing to say. No, I am speechless. So. <laughs> it's like, well, I can't get into MIT or Harvard. I guess I'll go to University, University of, of Iowa. Iowa in Iowa it's City. Big Ten school, okay? Big I Ten. Mean, yeah, I guess. Big Ten academics. So Boston, I had gone a year before you had gone with us, uh, us meeting my brother and my mother. Yes. Yeah, it was the same trip that we did the Salem yeah, so we had a little bit of an abbreviated stop in Boston because of going to uh, Salem right. before. So, But uh, we love Boston for many different reasons. My overall take of... Well, not the racism. Well, not <laughs> the racism, but... It's a beautiful city. It's a beautiful city. It feels like it's... Kind of a, like people, like a small town, big city, if that makes sense. Um, beautiful, beautifully laid out. It's, what do you think? It's a spacious city. It's not like Philadelphia where it's, everything seems to be crammed in or New York. It's very laid out, very spaciously. Yeah. So you have room to walk. Uh, there's room for cars. You don't have to worry about getting run over by anything. Remember when we saw Tom Brady? We did not see Tom Brady. <laughs> We did not see Tom Brady. No, but, um, he was not there. Glorious brownstones everywhere. Yes. That'd be my dream to have a brownstone. Mm. Slight carry on sex in the city. Mm, okay. <clears throat> so, I think probably my favorite spot is, first of all, Boston Common is yes, really nice. It's a very nice. beautiful garden. Yeah. Uh, nice leisurely strolls, obviously beautiful uh, Trees, scenery, they have little boats in there, little paddle boats you can do, mm-hmm. which we did, right? Didn't we do that? We yeah, did we did. The, no, we oh. didn't. You may have done it the yeah, prior trip, but we did not. We, the better trip. When I mean. was there with you, we did not do the yeah. paddle boats. Yeah, we did the paddle boats, so that was nice. And, uh, of course, lovely uh, flowers and whatnot to, to walk around in, and then you're right in the heart of the city. Yes, so you can just, it's right in the middle of it. You know, walk over to some, do some shopping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's stores shopping everywhere. It's 
It's a city. We remember we went into the uh, the fancy hat store. Yes. Yeah. That was funny because you don't like hats. I. Except top hats. It's not that I hate hats. I just hate trying on hats from a public store. We went we went over this when we went to that vintage store and you tried to get me a trying a top I hat. I like talking in to the you into things of, to do when you don't like to. In do the them. age of COVID, you want me to start trying on. Well, clothes. that was more more silliness. But I don't before, know. I don't try on hats. So I don't know who's trying it I on don't first. Try on hats. Because I don't wear hats, so I don't have to worry about like the the counter argument. Or what do you do if you buy one? Well, this Eventually, was, you have to wear it. Cause I've got to wear hats. Well, this was a very so posh okay. store. I feel like they would have cleaned it thoroughly. Okay. Don't you think? Yeah, I'm right. I, I mean, I guess, yeah. So you have all sorts of different boutique stores, is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Um, might be an unpopular opinion, but Little Italy, greater than Little uh, Little Italy, Boston, better than in New York. I'll have to take your word for it. I've only been to Little Italy yes. in New York. It was amazing. We, we went for lunch. stared down by those probable mos- mobsters while getting Nobody. some cake. They're all probably in uh, The Sopranos. I mean, I guess. Shout out Sopranos. Uh, yeah, so I don't, I've, not, I've not been to the Little Italy, Italy in Boston. Trust me. It's really good, at least the place that we went to. That's good. Healthy portions. Right around the corner was the Paul Revere house. So you can, well, not right around the corner, but. Literally not right far. around the corner. Not far, I want to say. Take a left, and it's right there. I think it was take a right, but sure. Um, so you got to, you know, obviously very historical city and, um, if you're interested, especially in the Revolutionary War. Yeah, Boston's definitely, if you're any interest in the revolution, Boston is one of those cities you'd have to check out. It's just steeped with history along with, uh, Jamestown, Williamsburg and Virginia, certainly, and Yorktown, certainly nothing but revolutionary history there. So if you're if you're mad into Revolutionary War stuff, uh, visit Boston. Not exactly a hot take, but uh, historic North End. That's where you're gonna find the Paul Revere House, the old North Church, which is the oldest church in Boston, and supposedly the first stop on Paul Revere's famous ride. Mm-hmm. To warn the, the British are coming. The British are coming. The British are coming. Well, clearly he didn't yell it out, despite he did what. It? No, why would he yell it out? Did he whisper it? I mean, there's this weird belief. Like, even, like, Palin, like, the Palin followers tried to change Wikipedia years ago when she was claiming that Paul Revere was yelling down the street shooting up guns. He wouldn't have drawn attention to himself. This was supposed to be a surprise attack. Why were they talking about it? Why was she talking about it? I don't don't remember the context, but it was something to do with uh, misremembering and um, Paul Revere's myth and mm-hmm. the beginnings of America, which, I mean, both political parties love to do. They both love to, to twist it to their own ends. Yeah, in this particular one, it was she, he was riding down, riding down the street on a horse, yelling and shooting off guns. Mm. Never happened. He would have rode quietly through the night to warn people. It's just not historically accurate. There's no reason, if you're trying to stage a, counter, a quiet counterattack, and you don't want them to know that the British are coming, 
you wouldn't let them know that you know they're there. Okay. I think we got I'm it. I'm just saying. Same thing you're, with Hamilton. I think you're beating Paul Revere's dead horse. Same with Hamilton and the removing of the, the musket balls when he took over Yorktown. Balls? You said balls? Yeah, the musket balls. You like well, that sophomoric humor I have, I bring to the table? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely uh, brings it to a whole other level. That's why I didn't get an MIT. <laughs> Amongst other reasons. <laughs> Several. <laughs> um, where else did we go? We went to the library. You fell in love with the library. The Boston Library is probably the best library I've ever stepped foot in. It doesn't even look like a library. It looks like a museum from the outside, a church from the inside, and then there happens to be books you can check out. Because even wandering through, because you can wander through pretty much the entire building. I don't think there was very many areas that were closed off to just guests, tourists. Um... Um, yeah, there was religious murals, paintings, like all over the place. You would have, I mean, again, you would have thought you would have thought you stepped into a church, not a library. You know, it kind of reminds me of is, um, you know, how much I love British TV. Yes, it reminds me of, for some reason, watching a show, a British show, and all the libraries are beautiful like that. For some reason, they're filming in a library. Yeah, you don't really get that in. <laughs> Yeah, in, in America, just about in general, libraries are pretty pretty boring. First, the ones in the West Coast that we're more accustomed to, they're not that great. Even the one in Iowa is, I mean, bigger than I thought, but it's not as... You're talking about Boone? Yeah. But not, especially, the, the glamour is not the same as this one. Well, it doesn't have the character and the... Uh, right. Yeah. It's just a standard library. I mean, it's yeah. nice, but it's just a library. But yeah, the Boston Library is definitely something to behold. Well, it's a top attraction. It is. It should be. It doesn't... Well, you'll be happy to hear that it is. I mean, yeah, I think there was a lot of people waiting to get in when we were there. I mean, well, there wasn't a line, but there was some people also I had, had a nice in. little courtyard inside. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Where it's right next to the snack bar. We can grab something to eat, yeah. and then you can you can either eat inside or go out to the little courtyard. You know what it would be... A fountain and stuff. Uh, really bad is if they served Cheetos, because... You know, when you eat Cheetos, that serving che- Cheetos <laughs> the, there. the cheddar, that, that manufactured cheese just rests on your, your fingers. And while you're, you know, licking your finger, you, you know, those people that lick their fingers and then, and then turn the page. You just imagine, imagine. Yeah. Opening of a book and seeing <laughs> Cheeto fingers all over it. Yeah, of course I can imagine that because yeah. people would do that and not even care. I know. You don't technically have to check out a book at a library. You can sit at the table and read it for as long as you want. That's how so libraries yeah, work. There yeah. would be people who were eating Cheetos and flipping pages with their grubby chur- Cheeto <laughs> greasy hands. Uh, and all of a sudden, they're going to read like the fourth Harry Potter book for whatever reason. And it's just... Don't pick on Harry Potter. Yeah. I've never read any of the books. I don't really care about them. Well, the library's great, as we talked about. The library is awesome. Um... When I went there the first, when we went to the, uh, the first time, we, knew, <coughs> excuse me, we meaning my, again, my, my family, we took one of those trolley tours and um, just kind of took us around the, the Freedom Trail. Um, we went, uh, Clay and I went to a Boston Red Sox game, even though we are Cubs fans. Uh, of course you have, we're baseball fans, so... 
that was pretty cool because the game was actually very thrilling. Bottom of the ninth, uh, Boston was down, and then they hit a double to win the game. They're down by one, and they had bases loaded. Oh, yeah. So that's cool. They were playing uh, Sweet Caroline. Dun, dun, dun. You know that song? They were playing the Neil Diamond song? You don't know that? That's famous. What are you talking about? Yeah, they play that all the time. I don't know anything about baseball. Oh, my goodness. I'm talking to the wrong person. Yeah. Because so how many times have I mentioned baseball, like, ever in a relationship? A He's super I never relevant. talk about baseball. You're always about the stats. That's the only time I went to a baseball game was to take you so you can see the Well, Cubs. anyway, <laughs> says the guy who knew that Larry Bird was the biggest trash talker of I, all time in NBA. I used to watch basketball as a kid. So Larry Bird was playing when I was a kid. Larry Bird, obviously. I don't care Boston about baseball. Celtics, we're bringing it back to the topic. Now, I wish I would have gone to a game at uh, Boston Garden, but it was the summer. They weren't, yeah. they weren't on. They weren't playing. Well, clearly not. No. So that was a, that was a, that was a good time. What's good? Fenway. Sounds like it. Baseball. Even if you're not a baseball fan. History. It's good stuff. Yes. Um, what else? What else did we go to? Uh, we got some ice cream. With Ben and Jerry's, obviously. During Why is it obvious? I see. Walking around, you know me. Like I would, I would have preferred like a local kind of place. But yeah, it was good. I don't think there were many local places. I think there were. We just didn't know. Oh, whatever. Either way, I, I mean, I'm glad was... that you felt like you the need to to talk about a Ben and Jerry's. In I'm hoping Boston. to get that sweet, sweet plug. <laughs> sweet, sweet Ben and Jerry's. That, you know, you can't find Ben and Jerry's just anywhere. Oh, wait, you literally can. You um, that? I mean, Ben and Jerry's is delicious. Sponsor the show. Yeah, I mean, uh, fish, food, of ben fish food is probably my favorite. What? Fish food. Oh, my God. You don't even... You're talking about how you're this big Ben & Jerry fan, and you don't even know the classics. I just want the sweet ad revenue. You don't even know revenue. the classics. I just want the sweet ad, ad revenue. Oh, yeah. They're lining up at the door, knocking on a door. Uh, no, because I usually just get, like, their chocolate fudge or whatever and just kind of move on. And no, move on, not. be on your merry way. Yeah, I don't really spend a whole lot of time analyzing the flavors. Just like Baskin-Robbins back in the day, I kind of knew what I wanted. The other 30 flavors, like, whatever. Yeah, but Take I mean, leave it. Ben and Jerry's at your local grocery store. I mean, give me my little two scoops and my baseball cap, my little plastic oh, yeah. baseball cap. Yeah, that was classic when and they had the, the little baseball caps. Yeah. Those were fun. Mm-hmm. That um, wasn't Ben and Jerry's. That was Baskin Robbins. So, Right, yeah. Thanks for the clarification. Just making sure you know, people think back. I'm like, wait a minute, that wasn't... Baskin Robbins and Ben and Jerry's, you're both welcome to become sponsors. We're not going to discriminate. No, they can have dual ads. Dueling ads against each other. Mm-hmm. All right, you got your uh, your Ben and Jerry's plug out of the way. Yes. What uh, what else do you remember? I remember that the, the traffic was just horrific. I wanted to go to the, you know what I wanted to go to that what? we didn't make it to was the Cheers bar. Now no, they was, had. I think that was too far from where we were. No, dude, it was it was right by Boston Common because we were driving like we went underneath Boston Common to park. Yeah, you have to. But but on the trolley thing around it, like one of the first things where we went on, or I remember this, 
was the Cheers uh, bar. Now, it wasn't the original Cheers bar, the classic 80s comedy show with Ted Danson. And Shelley Long. And Shelley Long. Uh, it was not the, actually where they filmed it. Because the inside of the Cheers bar is completely different. So then they made, like, they made a replica of the Cheers bar. Do you remember this? Yeah, it was a soundstage. They didn't yeah. actually fill in. No, but there's, like, a place that's actually, like, looks like the Cheers bar uh, from the TV show. But people don't really go to it. They, like, go into the, the other yeah, one. Yeah, the classic, the, the Cheers. Yeah, on the outside of it. With the Cheers sign. Where everybody knows your name. Yeah. Sometimes you want to go. Mm-hmm. It's a classic. It is definitely a big classic. Yeah. I think it's on Netflix. Probably. I know my parents used to watch it a lot when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It wasn't just a little, just a little tyke at the time. Waddling around. Actually, uh, I always watch all of that. <laughs> you know, there's a, oh, I can't remember the place. It's, um, they have a bunch of like different ships and whatnot. It was on one of the stops too. That we went to. Anyway, so do you have any other uh, sites that stuck out to you? Uh, no, other than the ones we already talked about. Because, again, we were only, I was only there for a few hours. So we only Just a did, little bit. Yeah, we only did uh, the locations we already talked about. I mean, the Boston Gardens, Boston Commons, rather. I was beautiful to walk around at a library, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, and just kind of roaming around the streets itself, just going through the shops was kind of fun to do it was a pleasant weather when we were there even though we got hit with a monsoon like a hurricane like the next day it wasn't coming a hurricane from, in coming back from maine we're not we're not to maine yet no we have not made it that far but uh i would say i like those little trolley things it, it is kind of like the easy way out when you're being a tourist in a city but if you have a limited amount of time you know, you've seen those, I mean, they advertise it all the time in the downtown areas, the touristy areas, those little buses, uh, get a navigator around for free, hop on, hop off for yeah. relatively uh, cheap price, get us kind of hit all the highlights. And then when we go back to Boston, we'll probably go to kind of some more of the insider underground kind of stuff. Probably. But to me, it's probably my favorite ma- major city that I've been to. Obviously, I haven't been to all of them. Uh, really like that. I also like Chicago too, but uh, really liked really liked Boston. Now, for the history part section of our show, are you gonna share some history? Yeah, we can go with the history of some Boston. Some drunk history. Wait, you don't drink. I don't. Some sober history. <clears throat> don't. Yeah, drunk history is a stupid show. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, it is. It's. Yeah, I'm not. Gonna I tried watching it a couple of, a couple of minutes, and I was astounded. I've watched. By it. I actually, this is like when I was actually able to get into MIT. They accepted me. And then after I watched that show, I they weren't able to get me in. I mean, that's I not go, surprising. I they did Joan of Arc one that I watched. It was so historically inaccurate. I know there's supposed to be drunk people talking about so the memory's not good. Yeah. It was like it wasn't even entertaining. Because it was like that's well, I'm not sorry. even. I'm sorry I made that silly joke. Right. It's like that's not even now, like what happened. So now you're angry. you don't even have your facts right drunk. I mean, whatever. Yeah, so I mean, you, if you like it, fine. It is, it's just a horrible show. So when they said that, the area around Boston had been has been inhabited for about about three thousand years. The first inhabitants probably moved in around twenty four hundred BC in the peninsula called the Salmite. 
that was really kind of the first inhabitants that kind of lived and resided in the, the, the Boston Bay Area. However, in 1614, our old favorite John Smith, Virginia mm. favorite John Smith, actually explored the area in six, again in 1614 as he was traveling up the coast trying to find... Is that where he met Pocahontas? I've no. seen that Disney film so many times. In the Disney documentary <laughs> where she's not nine years old when she meets him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, uh, no, they met in the Mel Gibson. Obviously, Mel they met in Johnson. Virginia, around where Jamestown would be. I'm just joshing you. So, yeah, he explored the area, the Boston area, in 1614 as he was traveling up the coast, looking for resources to expand the colony and whatnot. The unfortunate part about that is that it's estimated over half of the native population died of smallpox Aww. because of their interactions with them. So that's just in the Boston area. It's it's higher in other areas. And obviously the Virginia native tribes were some tension with them for other reasons, but smallpox is one of them. So that's 1614. In 1630, a Puritan ships, a bunch of Puritan ships, decided to sail over, and they also settled in the, the Boston area colony. And they quickly merged with the Plymouth that came over in 1620. So you got a bunch of Puritans now hanging out around the Boston area, which at the time was not named Boston. It was called, uh, I'm going to probably get to screw this up, uh, Tranmontane? No, it, it's exactly right. Uh, I think that's how it's called, Tranmontane, because it was like three hills, kind of like Rome, mm. the seven hills of Rome. Mm. So this was originally called Tranmontane. Well, do you like that? Three hills. Do you like that or do you like Boston better? Uh, Boston's a little easier to pronounce. Okay, yeah, it's a little bit easier on the tongue. Uh, but coincidentally, it was Boston is named after Boston. There is a Boston Lincolnshire in England, so they just of took off the Lincolnshire, and now it's Boston. So it's now a you know. Choice. It's a it's a good name for a city. I mean, when John Smith was touring around the Boston area, he claimed that entire area is New England. So I mean, they weren't very original. Like that's they England. Didn't need to be. This is New England. See a lot. A of part of it was a tourist thing, so he could tell people it's New just York. like England, right? Because they have a York. Yes. So Yorkshire. yeah, they weren't exactly going out on the limb on renaming these places. Again, it was all tourist propaganda to get to entice people to come on over to colonize. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. And a couple of fun facts because the Puritans, who at the time would have been Protestant English reformists. In the 1630s, 1640s, did not like Christmas. It was a it was a pretty big, not a big celebration throughout the colonies, but it was observed. It was recognized. The Puritans, believing that the Bible is the literal, literal uh, word of God, did not recognize Christmas because there was no reference to celebrating Christ's birth in the book. So they were heavily against it. They didn't outright ban it. Mm. but they heavily discouraged it, and since they were in control of the government, the colonial government, they did issue, like, stiff punishments for observing it if you closed down your shop during the time. So they also made Quakerism illegal, but that's a totally other thing. And that went on for, like, decades, actually hundreds of years, Mm. because those restrictions were pretty much still in place in Boston until the 1850s. Is when they well, started pretty, to be... Yeah. Uh, it's not really that long ago. I mean, no, but when you consider it was like they put them in place 1630s. Yeah. And they weren't 
fully start to be lifted until 1850. That shows you kind of the influence it had. That uh, so for almost two hundred over two hundred years, that Christmas was just not really recognized in the Boston area. Now the other states, other colonies were celebrating it even after independence. Yeah. So so it kind of gives you a, an idea of how bleak Boston would have been in the December. Yeah, December. Time. That would have been sad. Do you think they had Black Fridays? Uh, Black Fr- Friday sales. No, that's a modern thing. Oh, okay. when, when they started to overly commercialize, like people weren't trying Christmas. to get in to get TVs. Uh, no, they were not lining up outside the local <laughs> shoemaker for a half off of newly minted shoes. Okay. No one was outside like the petticoat sale. It just wasn't happening. <laughs> petticoat I mean, sale. But there's an interesting story a about wig sale. Could they have sales on wigs? Uh, sales on wigs. I mean, if you're an aristocrat, I mean, yeah, again, I don't think people were waiting at four o'clock in the morning in the very cold Virginia, say it's Virginia, wet winter, hoping to get in, hoping to get in. Well, they weren't doing it in Boston anyway, but you're asking for Black Friday. Uh, Yeah, I was. So no one's waiting after their Thanksgiving (laughs) meal, which didn't exist at all. That uh, they were waiting. Boy, it's kind of sad to live back in those days, wasn't it? Well, Thanksgiving was not officially recognized until the eighteen sixty when Abraham Lincoln. But that's again, that's a whole whole other thing. We're talking yeah. about Boston right we're now. We're talking about Boston. Uh yeah. So and then obviously in eighteen seventy, Ulysses S. Grant made it a national my holiday. Fa- my so favorite, all... my favorite president of all time. I mean, I don't know why nobody really likes him. He it's was actually Calvin Coolidge. Kind of a, a drunkard who let his friends just demolish the treasury. Yeah, that's what I like. But I know you him. like I like Coolidge. drama. Yeah, yeah, I like I mean, Calvin you're Coolidge. Big into a Coolidge, lot, really big into Hoover. And Hoover, yeah, Herbert Hoover. Herbert Hooper. Yeah, Hooper. He liked to hoop. Baby, he was a great basketball player. Little yeah, small. Played for little Indiana. Little fact. Yeah, it's based off of the movie Hoosiers. Wow, yeah. we are just all over the place. Hoosiers is based off of Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> they just mixed up the vowel, or they mixed up the consonant. People, people are, know that they can't rely on us for any information. Yeah, I don't understand. They don't, probably don't understand what's going on. Uh, also, a little known fact, that's when they were designing the, the metro system that runs underneath Boston. It was originally supposed to go into the Boston Commons, but the residents in their very clear wisdom, like almost rioted. They did not want that to be torn up at all because obviously you have to make a giant tunnel. Yeah. They didn't want any, and even if you didn't, they didn't want any risk of that collapsing. Mm. I mean, the structural engineering was, wasn't as, I mean, it was, was not as great as it is today. Right. So they had to redesign it so the Boston, so the, the metro system in Boston actually goes around the perimeter the outside perimeter of the Boston Commons. That's why it's so pretty. They're not underneath it. That's why you have it. Yeah, nice... it's untouched, pretty much untouched yeah. land. Except for, ironically, the parking garage that sits underneath it. Well, yeah. Can't have everything, I guess. I mean, I'm just At saying. least it's... Uh, that it's was hidden. at the time. This was in the eight, This is the 19th century. We're not talking about a, when they built a whatever underground parking garage, whenever they built that, most likely in the 20th century. Right. So maybe they were a little less... Uh, non-zealous about what goes underneath the commons then. They're like, yeah, parking garage makes sense because traffic is pretty bad here. Yeah. But no, it's no subways. I mean, come on. Let's let's have some class here. Right. Bostonites. Then they let subway restaurant move in and Bostonians. all the class went away. 
Okay. So, Thanks so for yeah, a little, little fun history. History lesson, some little known facts. You thrive on history. I do. I absolutely do. Well, I'm going to tell you. Yes, tell us some stories. I'm what you got you for us about Boston? Stories. Hopefully no, uh, are we going to have more ghost cats? Trying to figure out why ghosts are hanging out in liquor stores? <laughs> I know that's uh, that story's obviously resonated with you and, and stuck stayed with, with you. me. So, so many dreams. It's. Uh, I'm sorry to tell you that this is not going to be a ghost, a cat ghost story. Hmm. Interesting. This is taken from RoadTrippers.com, and this is in regards to the Massachusetts State House. Now, it may look like a, just another ornate government building, but it's got some oddities hidden inside, inside Stephen. Uh, take a tour, and when you pop into the House of, Re- House of Representatives chamber, look up for the sacred cod. What you sacred d- cod? C-O-D. I know what cod is. Do you know what cod is? Yeah, it's a fish. Oh my goodness, you're so smart. Yeah, we that's all know I'm this. Marrying you. We've already been, that's already been established. Uh, so it is a nearly, how do you, how, how big do you think this carving is of this codfish? Five meters long. It's nearly five feet long. I mean, I got the five part right. You got the five part right. And it is meant to symbolize the importance of the fishing industry in the Commonwealth. There have been three sacred cods to date. The first was lost in a fire, of course. Right. When you make everything a wood. Which is odd because you're right by the ocean, but how do you have a fire at a sea park? Well, apparently they did in 1747. The second one went missing during the American Revolution. And the third one Someone snatched that up during the the upheaval. No one's found it yet. Might be destroyed. Probably is. It's probably sitting in someone's Probably some basement, basement somewhere right there. Grand- no one even knows what it is. Some grandparents' basement. Right. It'll be found when uh, they die or something. I don't know. And uh, the third one is the one we see today. In 1933, it did go missing, prompting a massive cod hunt. Police dragged the Charles River and even searched an airplane that had landed in New Jersey until it was revealed that the editors of the Harvard Lampoon were behind the cod napping. Oh, so they found the cod piece. Wow. <laughs> You've been, how long have you been waiting to say that? I just, uh, that was that was a smooth joke right there. Didn't even was see that one dumb? coming, did you? No. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. So what were you saying about the <laughs> cod? Uh, that's it. That's the end of the story. Oh, so that's... I thought it was kind of weird that they ha- they held the cod in such high regard. But I guess it makes sense. I mean, sense. it's a fishing. And what it started out probably as a... It's their third a one. Right. They kept to it, though. They they have they had three. I mean, yeah, and Perseverance. And what if this one happens a... to this last one? Are they... I mean, yeah, Perseverance is definitely the, the name of the game. If you lose the first two cods, I mean, why why give up? Go for a third. I mean, Go you can third. theoretically make an infinite amount of cods. You could, yeah. I mean, five foot long cods. Yeah, that's a big cod. Now, this second story, I've actually heard, and I don't remember where. But it's a pretty. It's pretty. 
well known? It's well, it's not well known. But the molasses. Yeah, it's kind of a little like legend that pops up here and there. Yeah. Is that necessarily identified with Boston itself? It just kind of pops up that the the molasses. Well, this is one of the worst disasters to hit Boston. It was in 1919, a tank of molasses for fermentation into rum collapsed at the Purity Distillery in Boston's North End. So that would have been, you know, near Paul Revere, Little Italy, Old Church, that kind of area. The tank contained 2.3 million gallons of sticky sweet liquid. And a 25-foot-tall wave was unleashed, rolling down the street at how fast, how many miles per hour, do you think? Probably 100. 35. Still pretty fast. Well, yeah, for a bunch I mean, of imagine, molasses. Imagine you're just like, you're hanging out, you're Black Friday, trying to get a wig. This did not happen on Black Friday, though. <laughs> and uh, a, 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 molas- a 25-foot-tall wave of molasses. Is coming at yeah, thirty five miles an hour. Because how mean, fast can I, you run? Not faster than thirty five miles no, an hour. Melissa's is very close. thick, so you're stuck in that. You're not going anywhere. No, you, don't you die? I'm assuming that if you don't suffocate, you get crushed by the weight. Well, I will tell you, uh, one hundred and fifty people were injured and twenty one people were killed in the molasses tidal wave. I mean, yeah, you so, can't. Yeah, people... You cannot get out of that fast enough. I mean, strangely uh, enough, some did splash in some pancakes, and so silver lining, the pancake molasses it's industry it's was too born. Soon. It's too soon. But yeah, for I mean, jokes like that. What's going on over there? Well, our dog's <laughs> going crazy. Lucy's going crazy. So. Uh, let's see here. It took weeks to complete the immediate cleanup. Uh, the water in the harbor was brown for months, and some claimed that for years after, on a hot summer day, the smell of sweet spice molasses would hang in the air. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah, I can't imagine drowning in a 25-foot wave of molasses. What a way to go. What a I mean, yeah, certainly not the legend, legendary way you, you want to go. Like, a fire makes sense because you're probably trying to save people, put it out. It kind of spreads quickly because everything's wood. But, yeah, it's molasses you just don't see coming. It's almost like your own little Mount Vesuvius. Like, you just are just there. You can't stop it. I don't know. Maybe they'll put ceramic. I mean, obviously, it's all been cleaned up, so it's not the same as Mount Vesuvius. But yeah, that can't that can't be the most ideal way. Like you got up that morning thinking you have a good day, and then all of a sudden you look down the street and there's molasses. It's just odd. It's just weird coming your way, and there's nothing you can it's a do. Sticky situation. It is a very very sticky situation. <laughs> Pun completely intended. Oh yeah, like your cod joke was was so much better. Yeah. Hilarious. I'm gonna say yeah. <laughs> Because my joke was a setup and came out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean. Just brilliant, brilliantly set up, executed, thought out, fantastic. Using my noggin on that one, the old noodle. What else? uh, So what else you got for us? What else do you want to say about Boston? 
Uh, I think we pretty much covered like everything I have to say. It's a beautiful city. If you've never been there and you're kind of in that area, or even when things start to open up, whenever they start to open up in this country, I mean, hopefully by the end of this year, maybe early next year, if the vaccinations are mm-hmm. are turning out to be okay and things slowly, like quote unquote, get back to normal. Um, then yeah, certainly visit Boston or if you're in the area, have never been there, it's worth driving in, kind of looking around. I don't know, obviously we don't know what's been open and what's not because we can't go up there ourselves. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely a city worth checking out. There's a lot to do, a lot of history. Should be on your like travel bucket list. It's within, within the continental United States. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. If you haven't been, definitely go. Definitely on your bucket list and do it. So that's all that we have. Thanks so much for listening, as always. Yeah, we appreciate. This is getting a little antsy. Yeah, we better wrap wrap this up. Wrap this baby up. Lucy, our producer, is uh, tapping on the headphones. Yeah, she's giving us the the wrap wrap up. up, uh, Playing the little sign with her. She's about, yeah, she's about to start playing the wrap it up music. Yeah. Because she probably is hungry for the them. Oscar music when yeah, they, they get people off. When they start talking stage. too long and they start playing, yeah. Yeah, she's probably going to start doing that soon. Because she's giving us the hand motion, pointing at her headset. All right, we got it. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, thanks so much, everybody. All Tell right. all your friends. Bye. Bye.